Hello everyone, excited for this week's episode with Jeff Fosell. I worked with Jeff Fosell for five years at HubSpot and he is someone who I have learned a ton from over the years, so it was really good to catch up. I think you're really gonna value our conversation. Hey, please vote. Now is the time to make sure you can get your ballot in and that you and your friends and family have a plan for how you're going to vote. We have ours. Please make your voice heard, vote. This podcast is a partnership with Sharebird. Sharebird.com is a peer mentoring platform. It's the place to discover on-demand resources to help you with product marketing. There are great resources there. There's also a job board. So definitely check it out. Whether you're trying to learn more about product marketing or looking for your next product marketing job, it's the place for you. If you have any feedback on this podcast in general, specific episodes, things you like, things you want to hear, anything else, drop us a line at podcast at sharebird.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Shoot me a DM. I love hearing from you. We love hearing from you. Shout out to our sponsor, Crayon. If you aren't familiar with Crayon, Crayon is an awesome tool for PMMs. Crayon analyzes market trends for you, makes acting on insights easy. This means dynamically updated sales battle cards, alerts, dashboards, and much more. Crayon is a great tool for marketers looking to maintain differentiated messaging, improve sales win rates, and catch important updates from competitors. Check them out at crayon.co. All right, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Product Marketing Experts brought to you by Sharebird. I'm your host, Marcus Andrews, and today we're going to dive deep into building out the product marketing function at your company. This one's for all you CEOs and CMOs out there who don't have a product marketing team today, but have realized that you need one and are trying to figure out how to approach the problem. A strong product marketing team will give your company an identity, it'll make it more product driven, it'll help you execute world-class product launches, it'll solidify your unique position in the market, it'll multiply the impact of your sales and marketing team and much more, but where do you start when building out this team? People often say to me that product marketing looks different at different companies, something that I don't totally agree with, but still the function can be a little bit ambiguous. The goals of the product marketing team can be disparate. What good looks like for your company specifically is maybe hard to identify. Hiring the right person and helping them set a vision for what product marketing can be is complicated. But luckily, we've got a product marketing expert to help us out. Jeff Osell is the director of product marketing at Iterable, growth marketing platform, where he leads a team of product marketers focused on the go-to-market strategy and launches for the company. He's currently building out the product marketing function at Iterable right now, so he's a great person to talk to. And before that, he worked at HubSpot for five years, where he helped build out the product marketing team there. Jeff, how's it going? Going great, Marcus. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. It's good to talk, Jeff, because I haven't talked to you for a little bit, which is weird because I used to talk to you almost every day over the past five years because we've worked together at HubSpot. So it's good to catch up, man. It's great to catch up with you too. Yeah, we used to we used to see each other virtually every day, pre-COVID obviously, but it's great to, to, to see you and talk with you. Yeah, especially at the beginning, you worked at HubSpot at least for six months or maybe a year before I joined and you would answer all my product marketing questions. So uh, you, for at least a year <laughs> of uh, working together, I probably asked you a million questions. All the questions are welcome. I enjoyed that time and enjoyed working with you. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to this conversation. Awesome. So, you know, we worked together for five years, but I don't really know if I ever heard the story. Like how and why did you get into product marketing? 
Yeah. So as most product marketers uh, do, it's, a, it's an interesting story. And, and my path is probably uh, slightly unique, which is I was actually a product manager for a medical device company. That company made patient monitors. So the little monitors that you see by a hospital bed, I was, I was the product manager for, for one of those essentially. And it was a unique role where I was overseeing product management for the kind of hardware um, and software side of things. It gave me great uh, insight into the product development process, but I didn't love the regulatory nature, so to speak, of that role in that industry. So I actually left uh, that role and founded my own software company with a co-founder. And about 18 or so months later, we, we sold that company. It was acquired by Dyn, which has now since been acquired by Oracle. And after selling that company, I, I took a few weeks and reflected on kind of building out uh, my own company and what that was like and what I really enjoyed. And a lot of the things that I really enjoyed about that role, such as you know, how to talk about the company, how to position the company, you know, talking publicly at conferences and things of that nature, um, kind of aligned pretty well with a traditional product marketing role. So I started looking for my first product marketing role and I was, I was fortunate to, to find one with a, uh, a testing company in Boston named SiteSpect and the rest is, uh, is history from there. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for that background. Now I know. And it's really, really interesting to just hear kind of where people come from before they get into product marketing. Because it's, I mean, it's always somewhere else, right? But I think it is inspiring to others. All right. So to get back to the topic of the show, let's say you are a fast growing tech startup. When is the right time to hire a PMM? Let's say you're a B2B technology company. You're early on. Like when is the ideal time to bring aboard a product marketer and at what level? Yeah, it's a great question. I found uh, a lot of different uh, answers to this. I've done a fair amount of reading about this. Everyone seems to have a, a different opinion uh, here, but uh, I, I, think, I think the ans answer is pretty early on. I mean, ideally you should find some product market fit and uh, then kind of start to truly bring on a product marketing team at your company. The level piece is, is interesting. What I've found oftentimes is organizations will have a, a product marketer, whether it's a product marketing manager or, or potentially a senior product marketing manager on staff, uh, maybe even with the intention of growing that into a management type role as the organization grows. But what tends is the organization scales very quick and then that organization looks for, you know, some to bring somebody on board that maybe has scaled the team or built out the product marketing function in the past. And, and I think it's, it's a, a for, you know, product marketers to not only grow their own skill set um, and build out their own team and, and build out the function and the structure of product marketing um, in the way it, it can and should be done. But I think that in an early stage organization, you really need to, mold and, and meld product marketing to what it should look like at that organization. I think it, it can look slightly different per organization. It's not to say it should be drastically different, but it can look slightly different. I know from my time at HubSpot, granted the product marketing team there is is pretty big now, but but for my team at HubSpot, the, the, the structure, so to speak, looks differently than it does, it does here. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And I think, um, the way it's, I feel like it's not a, it's never a bad idea to hire a PMM early at a startup just because there are so many things that 
they can do, you know, so like there's, I think Patrick Kutica, who was on the podcast really early on thought of product marketing as like a marketing incubator for your company was what he said. And I love Mm -hmm. that where PMMs can kind of try things out, right? You want to add in sales enablement or customer marketing or whatever. Um, You can task PMM with that and sort of try to figure it out and then hand it off to somebody else. But it's totally true. Those early years, will define how you think about product marketing. So you do want to be intentional about it, I think. So let's say you hire an IC to come in early. You know, what is the expectations that a, a CEO or a CMO should have? Like what are the, the, the responsibilities and tasks that um, they should think about for that person when they come on board at first to start to figure out for the company? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. And it really, this is where a lot of the the roles can differ and where maybe some of that ambiguity in the broader product marketing world kind of comes through a bit. I think in some organizations, CMOs see the challenge being, you know, the the broader position in the market and the broader story and possibly not being differentiated. And a PMM is is brought on board to help kind of solve for that and and tell a, a compelling story and, and solve for that. In other cases, it's around unifying the kind of launch process. And in other cases, it's more around enablement or, or other things as, as well. In many cases, it's all three of those and additional things. But I think as CEOs and CMOs look to start product marketing teams and when to bring in a product marketing team, those three functional areas are, are good places to, to, to look. I know when I started at Iterable, one of the very first things I, I did my first kind of 20 or, or maybe 30 days is I spent a lot of time in kind of coffee meetings um, uh, just talking with individuals across the sales team and the CS team and the marketing team and at the leadership level, just trying to really zero in on what some of the key challenges the organization is seeing and, and what are the key challenges that each of those individuals different levels are, are seeing as well. And then from that, I was going to come up with a, a strategy theme, uh, that made sense for the broader organization as well. And so I think, you know, as CMOs really think through that, they can do something pretty similar. It's not have to have hundreds of coffee chats or anything like that, but you probably are seeing things across your organization and how can you look at that and possibly say that, you know, thing is you need a, a narrative and how can you kind of bucket that under the PMM that you are looking to potentially hire? Yeah, makes sense. Is that what, you know, are those three things, the story unit like unity or kind of you know better cross-functional operations and then enablement are those i mean i would agree with you those are the three things i think that either there's a need for one of those or there's all three of those and then plus others are those really the core things that you think should be the expectation of a product marketing director when they come in if you put yourself in the shoes of the ceo is that what you would want your product marketing director to figure out first or is there a different order or is, um, is it just those three? I think it's those things first. Obviously there are a million things to do, right? But prioritization is incredibly important. And when you're coming on board as a leader of a product marketing team, you need to have very clear kind of priorities that if you have more than kind of a one person team, so to speak, you need to have very clear priorities for you and your team and what the broader team will be focused on. So I think those are the, the first three key priorities, depending on your organization and kind of ownership uh, of different responsibilities. 
you know, pricing can certainly come in there. Mm -hmm. Enablement of various different groups, not only sales, sales is, is an obvious one, but, but CS as well is another kind of piece that can kind of crop in there. There's all sorts of stuff that can come up in, in some organizations that I've talked to. Uh, product marketing kind of owns the website as well. Uh, and I'm not judging whether that's right or wrong, but I think a lot of these things can come up and product marketing being one of those highly cross-functional roles creates uh, a challenge. And so prioritization is incredibly important. I would really focus on uh, launch process, broader positioning and narrative, as well as some of the broader enablement uh, challenges as well. Yeah, I like that. I think that's good advice. And I like that approach too, where it's like, you know, there's, there's, there may be things that you have to take on, you know, that the team owns when you get there, but making sure that you're building room and staying focused on those more strategic things, like the story and the, the cross-functional strategy enablement. I think that'll help you to make sure that, you know, you, you have clear priorities, like you were saying, and it's clear that people know the impact that your, your team is making too. Um, For sure. And I think those priorities should be collaborative, right? Like as, as a leader on the product marketing team, or, or even if you are maybe a CEO or CMO, that should be a collaborative process. In my opinion, at least you shouldn't dictate down, uh, here are the things that are, are going to happen. You should absorb what that, what the knowledge is from the broader organization, absorb what some of the challenges are while also, you know, being cognizant it's incredibly important for us as product marketers to be aware of what's happening in the market, right? And so your, your plan needs to reflect that too. And I think when, once you have all of that out in front of you, uh, a plan will naturally come together. It's a pretty seamless path for a plan to come together after you have all of that in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. So being in this role in a few different situations now, are there, are there things that you need to consistently advocate for in product marketing, you know, maybe it's like sell people on or get people bought into some of this is, you know, when I think of examples here, like storytelling, narrative, positioning, the, the value and impact isn't as direct for those isn't as immediate for those as like sales enablement, for instance, like are are those things that you have to sell into the company or those things that are just embraced more naturally. And if you do have challenges around those, like how do you address it? How do you get people bought into some of these core product marketing ideas? Yeah, it's a great question. Trying to get people bought into different core uh, product marketing kind of skill sets or, or, or functional areas is, is a few things. Number one, it's, it's building and forming those relationships. If you are working on, let's just say a new narrative, it's incredibly important that the sales team can fluently tell that narrative and compellingly tell that narrative. And so if you have a few individuals within your team, um, within the sales team that are kind of influencers across the broader sales team, then, you know, work with those individuals, maybe share a, an early draft of the narrative with them and get their feedback. And uh, they will naturally get excited about the work that you're doing. And as that work starts to come to fruition or, or finalization, then you can uh, leverage that to some extent and, and they get them bought in to help you roll that out across the, the, the team. I think some of that can naturally help. If you're a bit earlier stage, like just starting the project and you need to get your manager above you or a director above you or a VP above you kind of bought into to the project. I think that can be a, a, a little harder. My, my advice there would just be look at the companies in your space that are winning today. 
and maybe put together a quick analysis on why they're winning. If you already have a closed one or closed lost program at your company, look at some of the data from that. It's, it should be pretty clear that some of these companies are probably winning based off the story that they're telling and you know the natural draw that is pulling people into that company based off the story that they're telling. And so some of those intangible things that product marketing does can really be supported by data out in the marketplace or your own data that you have from something like a closed one, closed loss program as well. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Those just making those, maybe what people think are intangible product marketing ideas, just really tangible showing the, the data and then tying it and tying, I mean, tying anything to like closed loss, close one deals uh, can be super motivating. And then I think also too, what you're saying there is if you can take something like the narrative and then have the sales team embrace it, it's very easy to show the immediate impact of that actually, right? Because then you will have a sales team who's maybe doing whatever they want or telling lots of different stories. Then you're kind of arming them with this one story that's going to have an, an impact. That's a great example. And also having sales who owns a revenue number really in your corner fighting for you too, I think always goes a long way. So, um. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I remember, you know, based off my time at, at HubSpot, I remember, you know, working with a few key sales leaders on like some launches and, you know, getting just even one sales team bought into an upcoming launch and how that kind of a ripple effect across the broader sales team, regardless of whether your organization is, you know, five people or 500 people or 5,000 people, I think it can work wonders. Yeah. I've had the same experience that, I mean, a lot of our time is experienced in the same company, but I've also seen <laughs> that in other companies too, right? Where it's the sales team, if they see something working or if they say, okay, this team or this person is onto something. I think there's people want to copy it. People want to build it into their, you know, there's, I think there's always this question, like, how do you get people to adopt your whatever, you know, your narrative or your positioning, but if it works and you show that it works, it's pretty easy. Like, I think people want to do, you know, they want to steal the stuff from people who are high performing and that sort of thing. And they just, they want to, they want to do it. So. Exactly. Yeah. Th this is a lot of times why in sales, and I think this is pretty prevalent in product marketing too. Like we see sales in earlier stage companies taking individual slides that work for other reps and, you know, them into their own decks. And it's kind of the same thing if they find that it really works and it's performing very well, then naturally it will get built into a lot of those decks. Now, ideally there should be some standardization right across the, the broader sales team, because you do want everyone telling a unified story. And that's where some of the power comes in of the narrative is that amplification, not just the, the actual words you're saying that are on a slide or, you know, even necessarily what a customer just said, but it's telling that story across however many sales reps you have across however many people in the company you have and that amplification you get from that. Uh, this is like a commercial for product marketing, but hey, it's the product marketing experts <laughs> podcast, so we can do whatever we want. You know, when you have a product marketing team pulling together that sales narrative and the marketing message, then people are going to get hit with this narrative and this positioning when they're on the website, when they're looking at ads, when they're at an event and they talk to the sales team who has the same, who backs it up with the same positioning and the same narrative. And like, yeah, I think, I mean, that's like, that's brand building, you know, that's good marketing for sure. Agree. Totally agree. Awesome. I like those answers. One thing we were talking about a little bit before we started recording was just like, how do you structure the team? Right. So maybe just talk through the pros and cons of some of the options. I mean, I think, you know, I think 
traditionally you think about product marketing, it's that product marketers are mapped to different product areas. Do you have any guiding principles around how to do this or what the ideal situation is or just how you've seen it done before? Like what is the right way to structure a small team like, you know, that where you're at, where you're coming in and you're the new director and you're trying to figure out the team? Yeah, I think it depends on the, the natural answer is it depends, right? But yeah. I think it depends on the organization, the product that you're selling and the market you sell into as well. And how crowded potentially is that market? Um, is there, you know, a big kind of blue ocean, so to speak? Uh, I would potentially structure a team slightly differently there than if it was a, a kind of a heavy red ocean where there was a, a ton of competition. But that being said, I think the most common structure for a lot of product marketing teams is mapping to individual product lines. If you have multiple products, or if you just have a single product, then mapping to specific kind of functional areas of that product line. So I've seen a lot of directors go that approach. Typically speaking, a product team will organize themselves based off functional area. And, you know, for example, if you have content creation tools in your platform, then maybe there's a dedicated PM or two or three or however many that work within that specific area. And if there's you know one or two PMMs that can specifically focus their time and energy in that area, then there will naturally be some kind of efficiency benefits uh, and also some relationship benefits between however many PMs there are to that PMM as they work together over time on consistent launches as a PMM, you won't have a big launch every month. Um, if you're lucky, you'll have one kind of really massive launch uh, every year, right? So when, when your time comes to, to have that kind of blockbuster launch, so to speak, having a strong relationship with your PMs can be incredibly valuable uh, as a way of, of driving that. That's one structure that I've seen work really well. And one caveat that I'll also add here is to say that recently I've seen a lot of slightly more mature companies add or, or maybe layer on a function within product marketing called solutions marketing. And these are essentially PMMs that are more verticalized. And typically you have a layer of PMMs that are uh, assigned to specific product areas. And then you have a layer of solutions marketers who are taking that product messaging and verticalizing as well. Another structure that I've seen work within product marketing is um, dividing it up by kind of like life cycle stage. And it depends on your sales cycle. If you have a very fast sales cycle, then the structure probably wouldn't be a great fit for you. But if you sell into larger enterprises that have long deal cycles, uh, maybe RFPs and long evaluation processes, then this structure could work in a sense that you have one PMM who's dedicated to the initial part of that evaluation and another PMM possibly dedicated to kind of the, the closing part of that. They're experts across the broader platform and they can dive very deeply. I think that structure starts to break down as the organization grows and as your product line potentially grows. Again, if you are a multi-product company, I wouldn't necessarily advise that structure, but if you are solely a single product company selling into large scale enterprises, that, that is a structure that I've seen work and have some success. Yeah. I think overall it's smart to look at your market, you know, and maybe make some of these decisions based on your market, like you were saying, or, you know, what does your product team look like? Where are the challenges there? 
what does your market look like? How important is it to have really tight vertical specific solution packaging with those solutions teams too? I often think that there's a lot of different ways to position the products. And if you have marketers who can position your product specifically for an industry, that's hard for a general PMM to do. But if you have someone who knows an industry really, really well and can say like, you know what, we're actually going to position our products slightly different and build a different solution for this company, that can be super effective. But that needs to be driven by your business model. Same thing with life cycle. It seems kind of what you're saying here, which I think is really smart. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think I think that's, that, that's exactly it. Uh, here at Iterable, we sell into primarily B2C organizations that are really large. So we work across verticals. So it wouldn't necessarily make sense for me to structure the team right now around kind of a vertical specific model. Maybe eventually as the company grows and the product marketing team grows, maybe that would make more sense to layer on that function. But you know, if you are a part of an organization that specifically sells into maybe healthcare or government or whatever the case may be, maybe you can be a little bit more specific in that case and find somebody out in the marketplace who has deep experience in that market. I think a lot of the product marketing skills, so to speak, can be trained. You and I, Marcus, have become, I think, pretty good at storytelling and and, uh, narrative design, and we've become uh, good at launches and things like that. A lot of those things can be trained and, and they do take time, but finding somebody with expertise on that market is incredibly important as well. Uh, so if you are a part of an organization that's maybe a single product company that deeply sells into just one specific market or a small number of markets, then that can be helpful too. Yeah, makes sense. And, and, and you have to think about the future too, right? And like, where, like, where are you going? Is this structure going to last? But you could do a whole podcast on this. It is really interesting. One thing I wanted to ask you is how do you think about like, what resources do you really want to have coming into the company? Is it, you know, is there certain, to, to set up to be successful, you know, is there certain needs around budget or software or buy-in or headcount or, you know, anything that like, what are the resources coming in as the new director that you think are the most important to figure out first? Yeah. An understanding of how the product um, is going to be built and a commitment to product marketing is incredibly important as you're first coming into a new organization. I, I mentioned this earlier on in the episode, but early on in my career, I was a sole product marketer that reported up through the product team at an organization. And that worked fairly well, but being new to product marketing, I wasn't necessarily seasoned and didn't have the experience to kind of understand some of the nuances. So it was difficult. And and I found myself in a few potholes that looking back on it, I recognize and can now kind of uh, go around. And I think ultimately what you want to have set up in front of you or maybe a perfect situation that you want to have set up in front of you is an ideal budget for however many people that you feel like you need. Now, you'll probably always feel like you need more people than you likely will get, right? But can you at least achieve that structure or the operating at the the scale that you need to in order to uh, achieve the goals that you and your team have, have set out for you, right? As product marketing, you are to a large extent, enabling the broader sales team and enabling the organization overall. So can you set out to achieve those goals based off the size of your team as it is today and the budget that they are giving you essentially as a new director? That's number one. Number two, I would say 
support from leadership is incredibly important because product marketing is one of those more ambiguous functions. Having somebody who is bought into the value of product marketing is incredibly important. And if you have a leader who is maybe dismissive of product marketing or doesn't understand product marketing, that can be a challenge because your first role or responsibility really as a leader of product marketing will have to be around educating your organization and your team around the value that your team will provide. And then after you kind of are able to do some of that, then you can kind of move into a phase where you can help enable them, I think, a lot more. But it's really hard to do when folks don't understand the value that you're providing, because oftentimes product marketing won't get brought in to events or launches or, or whatever the case may be. I think software is incredibly important, but the tools that you use could, could vary quite heavily. And, and ultimately, whether you use Google Docs or Microsoft Office or, or something else, that shouldn't necessarily make or break you as, as a director or a team. Really, the, the way you set up your team, the buy-in at a leadership level, the goals that you set, uh, th- those things all matter far more coming in and then setting the kind of roadmap, so to speak, for, for your team, I think matters far more. So I would say those things are, are the things that matter more. And, and as I was looking into a, a director role, those were some of the things that I looked at. I looked at, will this organization be committed to product marketing? Will it fund product marketing into the future? What, what do they think is the growth plan for product marketing? not only from a headcount perspective, but from a kind of an evolution perspective. Here at at Iterable, I'm I'm very fortunate to have a COO who has formerly been in product marketing and understands truly the value of it and is truly invested in the team. And I feel very fortunate for that because as, as Iterable continues to grow and scale, product marketing can play a pivotal role in the company. And I think that's exactly the role we should be playing. Yeah, I agree with you, especially on the buy-in. I think that product marketing, because of the challenges of product marketing, where it can be a little ambiguous or maybe hard to report on, or just cover a lot of things that change as the company grows, you really always have to be making sure that the executive team really clearly understands the value and don't forget kind of what the function of product marketing is, because if you lose it or if it's not super clear, the expectations just aren't going to be there. You know, and I think that is maybe why some teams struggle with product marketing is just because they're not sure what to expect. Right. And I think it was, that's the, the team leader's job to do is really set those strong expectations. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think also as an organization starts to grow and, and scale, especially if you maybe have some folks, newer to product marketing or, or even just a new product marketing team overall. We saw this all the time at, at HubSpot, right? Where like the, the product marketing team is getting pulled in a lot of different directions where sales is asking for a resource on maybe a specific launch that's happening. And meanwhile, you have four launches in the background that are need to be planned and uh, executed on and you have all of this various stuff going on, right? And so it's a, it's a really hectic time and your priorities can get all jumbled from day to day very, very easily. But I think in, in a startup or, or a scale-up even, a similar effect where you can start to see product marketers getting involved and you can start to see that cross-functional nature of product marketing starting to bloom. And it can be a challenge, right? Because product marketers 
at that point are maybe used to working in very clear dividing lines or like maybe they're working with sales on one project. Then the following month, they're working with CS and the following month, they're working with the product team. And as your organization starts to scale, suddenly you encounter scenarios and and projects where you're working across all of those different departments all at once. And and that can be a, a learning moment, not only for possibly you as a director, but also kind of newer PMMs on the team too, where you need to learn to not only protect your own time, but also balance those requests across the entire organization and have your kind of leadership on the, not only the product marketing team, but whomever the product marketing team reports up to, whether that's marketing or growth or product or, or somewhere else help as well. Yeah, absolutely. The, I think one of the big values of product marketing is that cross-functional glue, but it's mm-hmm. totally a double-edged sword, right? I definitely seen that in my own work. And I, I hear your point that you do want to be that cross-functional glue and get involved in things. But if you're involved in everything, or if there's projects that take you away from kind of some of the core mission, it ends up being like this, this jumble and you kind of lose some effectiveness. So identifying that, managing that, it's great advice. So now that you've, I mean, you've been in product marketing a long time, like what's your outlook on the career of product marketing? Do you think it's a good place to be right now for people? Yeah, I think it's incredibly strong. I'm super fortunate for folks like yourself and, and the team at Sharebird spreading the, the word uh, about product marketing. I think there's been a ton of interest in product marketing roles. I get uh, emails and LinkedIn messages a few times a week from folks looking to get into product marketing or, or who are possibly in their first product marketing roles and looking to kind of have a better understanding of what to do. And I think that it's not to say those messages alone are just a a good sign or good outlook for the career. But to me, it paints a positive picture that as a broader group of industry veterans on product marketing, we're we're getting an influx of kind of new talent and people into the space, which the broader base of product marketing is is truly growing quite a bit. And and that to me is, is really exciting. I think it will pave the way for not only new uh, structures and new roles that I think we will see in product marketing, like solutions marketing could certainly be one of those. I think there are other things as well, but but I think it also paves the way for product marketers going into additional like leadership roles. So Apple announced their uh, new head of marketing, who is a former product marketer actually. And Apple is obviously a very notable company and very public facing company. And it's, it's encouraging to see a company like them at such a, a high stature and leadership level, put a product marketer in that kind of leadership role within the broader marketing team. And I, I think we'll start to see that a lot more going forward as well. Yes, absolutely. And I also get a lot of requests like you mentioned people trying to get into product marketing. I think it's great. I think it's important for everybody in product marketing to sort of advocate for product marketing and help define it. One of the things I always send to people is that article that you wrote that's called The Ultimate Guide to Getting a Job in Product Marketing. That's a really good resource. I always share that with people. I'll put it in the show notes. People should follow Jeff Vosell on sharebird.com. Is there anywhere else that people should connect with you online if they want to get to know you or have questions for you? Yeah, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's just linkedin.com slash in slash jvosell. And I'm also on Twitter under Jeffrey Vosell. Happy to chat with anybody and I love advocating for product marketing and and helping out PMMs uh, as much as I can. Awesome. But uh, it was really good to catch up, Jeff. So thanks for the time and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Marcus. 
There's only one way to own it. She wanna drown in the city lights. Ah, but it's alright. 